Welcome to Meet an African Pastor podcast. My name is Anthony Seitzma, and in this podcast, I interview different African pastors so that people around the world can hear about what their lives are like and pray for them. And most importantly, this gives all of us an opportunity to learn from the African church. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the podcast again. I'm here with Walde Jesus from Ethiopia. And Walde Jesus, you're welcome. Glad to be able to talk to you today. Uh, why don't we start with you sharing about uh, where you're located and tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and also about your church and your your work. Thank you. My name is Walde Jesus Bufebo. I'm an evangelist. And uh, I'm married. I live in Addis Ababa, the capital of Ethiopia. And uh, we have three kids, two daughters and one son. And uh, uh, I am 57 years old. I was born in a rural area uh, with a, uh, from the family of uh, farmers. And uh, after I joined high school, also I completed high school and I joined university. And then I was, I became a teacher. Uh, I was teaching in high school and I felt God's call uh, to serve as a full-time uh, minister. And I joined Bible College uh, from that. Uh, uh, time now I am serving the Lord. So first I started to serve in scripture union and also uh, among the Christian school uh, students uh, ministry and then also uh, after my uh, Bachelor of Theology uh, I became youth pastor and uh, coordinating uh, district churches. Uh, I was a spiritual ministry head, head and youth ministry coordinator for 657 local churches down Durame, which is 330 kilometers from Addis. Then also uh, I moved to Addis for uh, national youth ministry. I became youth ministry director. And God helped me to train many young people and also to coach and also to disciple uh, people. And that was my uh, ministry area. I love to educate uh, people and also to train uh, young people. And uh, as you know, the Ethiopia at that time came from the communist uh, regime that they uh, say no God. But after communism fell down, uh, the church was highly in need of discipleship and uh, training. So God brought the Bible-like ministry and we were working together with my denomination church, Ethiopian Kaleo Church one of the biggest denomination in uh, Ethiopia, uh, maybe the second from ECWA, and we have more than 1,000 uh, churches 
and more than 10 million people uh, under this uh, denomination. So God opened a big opportunity to serve uh, young people and I served about 10 years. Uh, that was a good time. Many young people converted to Christ and we were preparing training materials on the area of uh, ethics, discipleship, and youth evangelism, and also school ministries. Uh, God helped me and I became uh, effective in that ministry. So uh, that was my my uh, simple uh, history. Now I'm living in Addis Ababa mm -hmm. and also I'm and also currently I'm serving as uh, Bible League National, Bible League Ethiopia National Director and mm -hmm. serving uh, from Addis to, to throughout the country all evangelical churches and yeah. we, we distribute Bibles and Bible study materials and we do discipleship and leadership training. Yeah, very good. Yeah, the, uh, thank you for sharing a bit about yourself and, and the ministry. I have many questions. We'll see what we have time for. But uh, first, I wanted to ask you about your denomination. Um, I don't know very much about um, different denominations in Ethiopia, but I know Christianity has been in the country for a long, long time, all the way back. Um, so tell us more about your denomination. How is it related to other denominations that people might know? Uh, and does it trace its roots back a long time in Ethiopia, or is it kind of new? Uh, tell us more about it. Yeah, my denomination church uh, was planted by SIM. Uh, it was called in the past Sudan Interior Mission. Now. Now it is called as Serving in Mission, which was a mission founded in uh, USA uh, and Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and uh, England. So uh, we, our denomination name is Ethiopian Kaleo Church. Kaleo Church means Word of Life Church in English, so one of the biggest denominations. Uh, okay. from Baptist background and uh, in leadership wise is Presbytery uh, Congregational. Okay. So you're you're mentioning that uh, Ethiopia was under communist rule for a while. What what years was that? That that communism was, uh, that was in power? From 1974 uh, for about 17 years for about 17 years total yeah from 1974 yeah okay how has that affected uh, the country up to the present uh, it sounds like you said that caused a lot of need for discipleship like there was a gap that was created those years yeah uh, at that time this communism mostly impacted the young people, university students, teachers, and educated people. All of them uh, became communist, and also that communism was uh, a strong root in the country. 
And because of that, uh, there was no relationship with the Christian country at that time, with USA and England, uh, Canada, Australia, and so on. Only with the uh, Soviet Union and Bulgaria, uh, Czechoslovakia, and also East Germany, uh, and, uh, and also Yemen, and so socialist countries were uh, the friends of Ethiopia. And because of that, these communists are very uh, against uh, of the church, Christianity, the Bible, the preaching, and they closed most of the local churches. And also many people also uh, became uh, anti-religion. Uh, and uh, many people also, Christians were persecuted at that time because of many churches closed and they, they became underground, they started underground church and underground uh, worship. Uh, in other way, that communism gave birth for a strong church. And after the communism fall down, Many churches uh, flourished uh, underground, and the Ethiopian churches became strong. So that's why uh, we need uh, to partner with uh, Christian organizations uh, in, uh, like Bible League uh, and also uh, other uh, ministry organizations, so that to get people to come to Christ and to capacitate, to equip with spiritual tools and to do follow-up uh, and to train them. So that was also a good opportunity for pastors and leaders. Mm -hmm. Now I'm trying to calculate your, your age with the years that you gave me. Um, were, were you growing up in that time period as a child? Um, I was uh, during the communism uh, period. I was high school uh, uh, teacher. Okay. In the middle of at the uh, I was teacher uh, at the end of the communism period. Okay. So when did you come to know Christ? Was it during that period or after? Um, I, I, I came to Christ when I was uh, uh, elementary school in uh, grade uh, six, or I was I was a kid in the local area. So uh, I grew up in the church. I came to Christ because of my uncle was church leader, and uh, I was studying in. This uh, alphabets, Amharic alphabets in the local church. Uh, through my teacher, I, I got chance to confess Christ and I grow up when I know myself and again when I confess clearly, I became baptized. I became baptized when I was in grade uh, nine. Yeah, thank you. Um... Let, let me go back to your talk about your denomination. Um, I'm wondering about 
the the history of the country where there was such a strong Christian heritage, and then communism communism came in, and then things opened up again after that. So, are there still churches that trace their their roots back many hundreds of years, or are 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 there mostly new denominations like yours that have come up? And uh, I'm also wondering, like, how your denomination might still be connected in some ways to this, to the historic Christian faith in Ethiopia. What connections your churches have to that? Yeah, my, my denomination now is going to celebrate after five years, going to celebrate uh, hundred years span, and uh, you know, Ethiopia is highly rooted in Christianity particularly in uh, Coptic Orthodox Church. We have strong Coptic Orthodox Church. Most of the evangelical churches are from the Orthodox, Coptic Orthodox background. So uh, we have a long Christian heritage and history, and uh, particularly the Southern uh, Ethiopia part mostly was uh, uh, following the pagan religion, uh, this paganism gave a way uh, to uh, gospel the North, mostly Orthodox Christian, and they resisted this evangelical uh, Christianity. And the government, at that time, the Ethiopian government gave uh, permission to missionaries to preach in the uh, Western Ethiopia and in southern part of Ethiopia. As a result, the Western Ethiopia mostly occupied by Lutherans, and also the southern Ethiopia mostly occupied by uh, SIM, Society International Mission. So, because of that, now uh, mostly the West and the southern part of Ethiopia is densely populated with evangelical churches. Okay. Um, the the Orthodox Church and the Evangelical churches, how do they view each other? Uh, do they fellowship well with each other, or do they view each other kind of as competition, or you know, not not true churches, or what what is the relationship? Yeah, the Ethiopian Orthodox Church is uh, highly uh, conservative and traditional church. And they they worship Mary, they worship angels, and also they worship also uh, spiritual fathers. So uh, there is a lot of different kinds of teachings. So you know we accept six, six Bibles, but also they have uh, eighty-one. They have uh, they have a lot of apo apocryphal books. So. Uh, there is a huge gap between uh, our churches and the Ethiopian Orthodox Church. But in generally, mm, we have the Trinity uh, unity, tri Trinitarian unity. Those who believe in uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit uh, have uh, unity in, 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 high, in upper level. But there is, as you say, there is a lot of competition and also fightings. Sometimes leaders meet together and also there is also council in the 
religious council. We have religious council, and religious council there is a delegate from evangelicals, from Adventists, and also from uh, Catholic, from also uh, Orthodox, including the Muslims. Uh, that is the religious council. Uh, sometimes those who believe in the triune God uh, have fellowship together. But when it comes practic practically, there is a lot of gap uh, among the church and uh, church doctrine and teachings. Yeah. Thank you very much. It's good to know a little bit more about the country and about the Christian context there. Um, that's very helpful. Let's get back to your story. You mentioned you did a lot of youth ministry. Uh, what what kinds of things did you do uh, as you reached out to youth? And what did you find exciting about that? How did you see God at work in that ministry? Yeah, so tell us more about that, that many years of youth ministry. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, more than uh, 11 years experience in uh, district and in national level uh, directing the youth ministry uh, because I was graduated from Christian education uh, 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 department. It was very uh, uh, encouraging for me to, to train uh, youth and because uh, students and young people want to read, uh, so we prepare the material, Bible study material, training material, and also we prepare for them different language Bibles. So we make them busy uh, to read the Word of God, and also we organize the youth ministry in uh, local um, level uh, in the parish, in the district, in the region, and in national level. So young people are very active to support each other, uh, to do Bible study, and also to to also join the uh, choir uh, worship uh, leading team, and also. Uh, active in doing drama, choreography. Uh, so uh, in the time God gave me, uh, we tried to mobilize uh, young people so that they may not be snatched by the false teachers. Uh, and because after the communism, you see, we, we faced the new era, that is the modernism and the materialism came through and also nothing, the, not only the urban setting, but also the rural. So that transition also, sometimes uh, it was very uh, testing young people not to uh, stand firm in faith. So this uh, training and Bible study uh, helped young people uh, to have a focus to serve the church and to have good fellowship with the Lord and also in prayer, in personal devotion, and in Bible study. As a result, many young people loved to join Bible college and become full-time ministers also. 
So in the past, there was no uh, pastors in the local church because uh, the Bible colleges were very few. Some people can join, but God helped it. And in every zonal level, the Bible colleges opened and young people got uh, access to join Bible college and uh, the church also able to uh, accompany these young people to serve uh, as a full timer. So that was also encouraging result for me in my ministry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is very encouraging. And now you've transitioned to, you're still doing some pastoral work, but you said your main work now is with the, the Bible League. Tell us more about what you are doing with the Bible League. What, what kind of impact is the Bible League making in Ethiopia? Yeah, the, as I, I, I became to uh, National Youth Ministry Director, uh, soon we joined with the Bible League as a partner. Uh, from that uh, time, Bible League was working with my denomination. Finally, when the Bible League ministry was uh, growing in Ethiopia, the Bible League asked my denomination to open uh, 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 <clears throat> his own office to serve all evangelical churches. At that time also, they requested uh, to take me from my uh, denomination, and my denomination seconded me for Bible League, and I uh, uh, seconded to Bible League, and I became ministry director first, and then I became director. So uh, from that point, we started to work with the uh, EKHC, with my denomination, strongly. And also we started, we expanded our ministry to other denominations too. So the same uh, resources, what we started in the past in youth ministry, uh, we expanded to serve all the churches, all the denominations, all the ministries. So uh, the main thing what we do with the Bible League is Bible League will afford us Bibles, that is uh, is language Bibles, like English Bible, uh, Amharic Bible, and Oromo Bible. And uh, these are the three biggest languages uh, people speak in the country. And also we prepare study materials, evangelistic study materials, discipleship study material, leadership study materials. So when people do evangelistic study material, they receive discipleship study material and the Bible as a reward. So uh, Bible uh, print in Japan, uh, China, and Korea, they sent us through container in the past. But these days, because of the tax, the government tax is very strong. We are buying Bibles from Bible Society of Ethiopia. And we produce locally the uh, study materials. Uh, so Bible League afford for printing budget and also to buy Bibles and also, uh, also operation budget. 
and uh, we do ministry uh, in all churches uh, in south, west, east, north, and central Ethiopia. And uh, um, uh, Bible League afford materials for free. And sometimes what we do is we give them first the portions when people study and finish when they complete uh, in Bible study, we do graduate them. We give them certificate and buy it. Uh, the churches also give us some donations for uh, to to for uh, to buy oil and when we travel uh, to to uh, graduate. Uh, Philips, we call Philips, those who finished Bible study, we call them Philips. So we have coordinators, volunteer coordinators in the prison, in school, ministry, and also in the church. So we have children ministry, youth ministry, adult ministry. Uh, we have also used Bible study material, children Bible study material, and adult Bible study material, for example, Soju's life for young people and uh, reaching towards the goal for uh, adults, friends forever for children. That is the English one. And also how to begin with God for the uh, beginners. And also Christian, good, um, uh, Christian, maturing Christian in goodness. That is also discipleship material for adults. Okay. Yeah, thank you so much for the good ministry that you're doing. It sounds like you're really meeting a lot of important needs of discipleship and people getting the Bible and their language. Um, let's let's switch gears a little bit. I want to think about the churches in Ethiopia and uh, what I'll ask you a number of questions about the churches there, but let's start with what are some of the big challenges that are facing Ethiopian churches today? In in your opinion, what, what do you see are some of the big uh, hurdles or, or roadblocks, challenges uh, that they're facing? The challenge the Ethiopian church are facing today is, uh, the first one is tribalism. That is, we call it ethnocentrism. Uh, people become more uh, tribal-centered and also self-centered. As a result, there is a lot of uh, fighting between tribes and ethnics. That is the biggest challenge, not only in, among the outsiders, even among the church. That's a big problem. So that is also uh, becoming a big challenge in the identity of Christianity. Some people uh, say, my, my tribal identity is uh, more than my Christian identity. They say, boldly, and that is a big challenge in the Church of Ethiopia. The second biggest challenge is prosperity gospel. Mm -hmm. uh, this time, uh, more tele-preachers uh, uh, are uh, 
mostly uh, uh, doing uh, ministry for the sake of collecting money, for the sake of getting wealth. So they preach that people, if they follow them, they become wealthy, healthy, and so on. The wealthy, healthy gospel, this prosperity gospel is a big challenge today's European church. And also another challenge is false teachings. And these false teachings are also knocking the young people, uh, university students, intellectuals. Uh, so uh, many people uh, go run after these false teachers. These false teachers give or people uh, uh, effect hope that if you do this and that, you will be winner, uh, uh, you will be successful, and there is, is no such uh, sin. Uh, you are doing sin in your uh, body, but your spirit is free in Christ. Uh, they are preaching such a false uh, teaching and they are giving false promises. So that's also another challenge. The last challenge is materialism. People these days, uh, in one or the other way, they are getting some economy. And because of that, in the past, you see many people were poor and also trusted the Lord. Uh, these days, young people go South Africa, Canada, America. They got green uh, card. And because of that, uh, people are families, friends, uh, they are getting some business access and some uh, companies and also uh, getting wealth. So this is also becoming a big challenge for people. People become material lovers, materialistic. Everything they do is material-centered, money-centered. So that is a big challenge for the Church of Ethiopia these days. Yeah, those are similar challenges that we're facing in many countries. Uh, but yeah, let's let's look on a more positive side, uh, not the challenges. But what are some things that churches in other countries of Africa and and churches around the world, uh, churches in North America, for example? What uh, what are the strengths of the Ethiopian churches that can be shared with with others in other countries? What can people in other countries learn from Ethiopian churches? Uh, thank God, uh, the, the strong side of uh, Ethiopian churches still, despite of all challenges, the Church of Ethiopia uh, are growing year after year we can record a, a big growth rate. So, uh, for example, the Ethiopian church these days are sending missionaries to Asian country, to remote African countries, and uh, also uh, to the part of Ethiopia, unreached people groups. So that is one of sending local, national, 
and international missionaries is one of the strong side of Ethiopian churches, particularly the Ethiopian Kadero uh, Church, uh, the Word of Life Church, even uh, sent missionaries to uh, Pakistan, India, and to uh, Nigeria, Ghana, Niger, Malawi, to Northern Kenya, Somalia, and also uh, and also uh, some uh, Middle East countries, so Chad and so on. So, and also another strong side is the Ethiopian Church are uh, a church who prays a lot. This time people uh, pray fast or a month time and there is also week after week, weekly and daily there is chain prayer, fasting prayer and group prayers and also uh, uh, and also the night prayer and so on. So sending missionaries is one of the strength side, strong side. And also prayer is also another strong side. And also many Ethiopians these days, uh, we have many Bible schools, colleges opened, and many young people also are learning the word of God. That's also uh, uh, one of the strong side. And also the Great Commission is also working a lot. And also Christian Student Ministries also we have about uh, more than 40 universities in Ethiopia. In each university, there is a strong uh, Christian youth fellowship and uh, leadership. Uh, all of them do Bible study, outreach, and also, also prayer program, camping, and so on. This is one of the strong uh, area uh, and also the evangelical church uh, unity is also very strong in Ethiopia. And pastors uh, last uh, month in Millennium Hall, more than 3,000 pastors came together in Addis Ababa. I was there and the campus crusade international vice president was uh, Dr. Bakaleshanko was uh, also training us with other uh, leaders throughout the country of uh, uh, organizations from Africa level and also USA and uh, uh, globe. So that is one of the strong uh, side of Ethiopian churches. Yeah. Thank you very much for those. I, I do want to ask a follow-up question on the, the mission, sending out missionaries. Um, I look at Somalia that you mentioned. Uh, Somalia, mostly what we hear are negative things, um, that the country is very unstable. And of course, Ethiopia is the country that's most connected to Somalia geographically. Um, are the missionaries that are being sent there having any success? Are they seeing any change, any hope? And I don't know if you know much about their ministry there, but I'm just interested to know how what the impact they're making Sorry, when I'm saying Somalia is not the Somalia as a uh, as a country, there's Ethiopian Somalia, Ethiopian Somalia, uh, the 
Eastern part of Ethiopia, I'm saying. But we tried to send to uh, uh, Hargesa to other Somali, part of the Somali Hargesa. Okay. Uh, many times we sent missionaries and there was persecution. Mm. Uh, uh, Mogadishu is not still the, 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 the big, the big uh, nation, the Somali nation is still is not uh, open for that. But there okay. is a Somali land, a Somali land who is part of the Somalia. Uh, we sent missionaries, and they purged uh, uh, out many times. Uh, but still, we are working in the border of Ethiopian Somalia to okay. cross that Somali land. Yeah. Okay, so it's still hard to be to be a missionary in Somalia itself, is what you're saying. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. One of the danger zones. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's what I want to end with, actually. I want to hear how you would like the listeners to be praying for you. Um, the people listening may be people from North America, but there are also other African leaders who will be listening. Uh, how would you like them to pray for, for you, for your church or um, Bible League or for your country? Um, Please share with us a couple of prayer requests um, before we close. Uh, we need a prayer support. Uh, you know that Ethiopia is uh, the oldest Christian country, but still we have enriched people groups in northern part of Ethiopia, at the southern tip and also in the western tip and also in the eastern tip. So uh, that that needs still hard work. In those areas, there is also war, conflict, rivalism is much high. So we need, uh, we want to distribute Bibles there, work, we want to work and uh, win some people for Christ from that region. So we need uh, open doors. So there. So we need a prayer help and also some uh, Bible access, additional Bible access. Uh, Bible League is doing strategically for Bible study. But uh, that Bible study is uh, uh, mostly good for uh, church areas. But for unchurched areas and also uh, for some closed areas, uh, uh, cell group can't work, but we have to distribute Bibles. So there is no budget to dis to buy Bibles and to distribute there. Because of the vision of Bible League, Bible League is only to uh, place Bibles for Bible study. Uh, but people come for Muslim area, for Orthodox area, and some uh, Catholic dominated areas uh, to get Bibles and to read the Bible, people. So we believe that people, by reading Bible, they will be convinced. And in some areas also, they don't allow to read the Bible because that areas are traditional. They give traditional teaching. Uh, even these days, in Ethiopia, traditional religions are becoming. Uh, 
getting root and access and becoming uh, strong uh, that to tackle that uh, we need to reach people with different written materials language materials so we need a lot of language material for example the oromo people want to read uh, oromo materials they don't want to read the amharic because of the tribal uh, conflict among them the Tigray people, they don't want to read Amharic. They want to Tigray uh, uh, Bibles and Tigray scriptures. So we need to give material in their language. So we need a budget to reach that people. All right. Thank you very much. I know that the people who are listening will pray for you and the country. And now we know how to do so. So, Walde Jesus, thank you so much for this interview for sharing with us about your life and work and about your country. We're grateful for your time.